The following audio may contain coarse language and other material that may not be suitable for a younger audience. Viewer discretion is advised. Also, we may spoil anything and everything, so you have been warned. Hello, I'm Jack Newman. I'm Ben Howard. I'm Peter Dancy. I'm Sarah Becker. And I'm Trevor Flynn. And you're listening to the Movie Gang Podcast. It is a movie magazine favorite people talk about us no they don't they don't really (laughs) coming to you now one day they will and it'll be positive positive feedback it'll be positive exactly positive devoted fans and uh, it'll be a little bit weird and a little bit flattering i went to a podcast uh uh, one of my favorite podcasts uh i met up with these guys and it's very interesting when you meet with these people because you're like oh it's so cool that people know i am and it's also weird you know my entire life Ben, help me through divorce. Like, how does that work? Sorry, I don't mean to bring up like a painful topic, but it's just like things you don't want people necessarily to talk to you about. Right. Right. It's like, you still talk to your ex wife a lot? Whoa. I'm sorry. Come again. (laughs) No. I don't think we've had enough conversation for you to bring this up in context. He's like, oh, what's your girlfriend's name? I'm not going to tell you. Exactly. So if you guys are listening now, you should go ahead and check out, hopefully post-editing, this is going to be the smoothest, sexiest, finest on the ears cast we've ever done, because we have upgraded a lot of our mics on the cast. Talk for me, Sarah. Let me hear that sultry voice. Yes, I just got a brand new (laughs) microphone in the mail this week, and... uh... I, I hope I plugged it into Audacity correctly because I'm very technologically challenged. But in theory, that won't. Well, in theory, I will have gotten far enough to actually sound sexy in this podcast as I drink my wine. <laughs> my See, girlfriend, you, 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 you talk about you know been with his divorce. I'm always or secretly concerned think about that the fact I'm like that like a, you know bitter drunk lesbian. <laughs> <laughs> Which I'm always secretly wrong. concerned by the about way, the fact that Katie, by the way, when she uh, talks about our cast, she's like, oh my god, Sarah's voice sounds so sexy. And I was like, you know she's a lesbian, right? Like, she's actual competition for me. Stop it! <laughs> 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 okay, but uh, you said something, Ben? Oh, I was going to say, uh, bitter drunk lesbian, new punk man name for me. Oh my god, that is And uh, thank you to the viewer for helping support us uh, Actually, fuck you, because no one supports us Because we're still at zero dollars on Patreon Which is just sad <laughs> oh, <laughs> So this is all a thank you to the people on this podcast For buying new mics, and we really appreciate it Alright, so today we'll be talking about The Magnificent Seven What'd you guys think? Well, this was uh, interesting It was an interesting thing, because I guess I was going in a lot of people before this movie came out said, ah, oh, it's just an action movie in Western. And I was actually kind of okay with that. Yeah. I'm not looking for Unforgiven. I'm not looking for The Searchers. I'm not looking oh, God, for any no. sort of classic or even revisionist Western. And in a lot of ways, this film was so straightforward. It was kind of amazing and also, obviously, also totally cliche. And I guess that's where it can come down to for me. It's like, do I love that it just kind of revels in these very tired, very classic, uh, very over-the-top cliches? Or is it just kind of a, do I just, is it too much? Is it just too cliche, too much, yeah. too silly? But I just, it's fun at the very least. And I think the action and a lot of the practical effects made it uh, at least a worthwhile watching experience for me. Yeah, my, my thing was, I always come back around to, like, a lot of, like, things are in terms of, like, you know, you, a lot of, like, movies are trying to do something in terms of, like, with the genre, with, like, sort of genre flicks. So you either have something trying to do, like, a deconstructionist flick oh, or yeah, a reconstructionist we, we flick. And one of my arguments here is that this one feels weird because it feels like a reconstructionist movie because we haven't had westerns in forever. But... 
but and also but, the diversity angle. Like, oh yeah, you know, no, that. that was interesting as well. But like, it's really weird because it doesn't feel like a reconstructionist piece, even though it feels like it's in the perfect setting and it's adding in more violence and reconstructing it um, without it still being like so dark. Because obviously we're still we're still supposed to like love these characters in the same sort of way as the original. So it's it's just it's such a it's such a weird out of place film. That I don't hate. I don't hate. I don't. I don't. I, I, don't I disagree it. with both of y'all's premise. I found nothing interesting <laughs> about this movie whatsoever. I don't understand why it was made. I was, you know, like the humor was funny. Like you get like the quirky interactions between the characters. Sure, some of those jokes play. A lot of them don't. Um, I just, I didn't understand really why this movie was even made. I mean, to say that we don't have westerns any westerns anymore, and that you know you can kind of defended as maybe trying to revitalize the not revitalize but do something with the genre i don't think is even true because we reviewed hateful eight last year and that was a lot better than this i mean i don't think anyone's going to disagree that hateful eight was better right or we got anyone saying that magnificent seven is better than the hateful eight no, no. that's a good comparison as far as titles actually i hadn't thought of that yeah <laughs> well it's in purpose yeah <laughs> Sarah? I think I enjoyed Magnificent Seven more than I enjoyed Hateful Eight, but I will agree that Hateful Eight was a better movie, if that makes sense. No, oh, absolutely. I know. No, no, that's totally fair. I think that's. Okay. I think that's. Enjoyment leaves a lot of Tarantino films sometimes. Yeah, yeah I mean, there's, there's several. Like like Jackie Brown. I'm a Tarantino person. Like I've never enjoyed Jackie Brown. I'm sorry. Like not nothing right. against it. Like I, I don't think Jackie Brown is high on anyone's list, though. Oh, I, I know. I know exactly. Because I'm a douchebag. <laughs> but it's a good movie. I'm like never gonna argue with I somebody like who's like, oh, I love Jackie Brown. It's the best thing in his canon. I'm like, eh, I mean, not in his canon, but it's you know, it's a good movie. <laughs> it's just different. I think I just like it because it's, it's it's so unlike his other films. So it's like you're either gonna love it for that or not like it for that. I think. Well, part of the reason There's I bring nothing up else like it. I'll say that. <laughs> yeah. Part of the reason I bring up the Tarantino comparison is that I find uh, I react differently to violence depending on how it's used. And okay. I mean, okay, just straight up, like before I met Jack and we started hanging out, drinking beers, watching action movies in college, I was a, bit, a lot more stuck up about action films and violence. <laughs> like, I'll just oh admit that right out. This makes me so happy. I know. I don't know if oh I ever told God, you that, Jack. Jack but I've now you know. your academic self. <laughs> <laughs> oh well God. college is also when i started watching tarantino i had never really watched any tarantino before that and the way tarantino used violence like it varies a lot for me like kill bill it like really revels in it um and there's not a lot there to back it up but then you get things like pulp fiction or like the hateful eight where it feels like there's some underlying purpose to it and i'm like he uses like there's either a complete lack of empathy present for the suffering that characters undergo and it's not necessarily tied to whether or not they're good or bad characters always, all the time. You know, like, there's a lot of give and take with how he uses it, either as dramatic or as comedic sometimes. And, like, comparing that use of violence and that subtlety and that understanding of, like, the consequences of violence to a movie like this in the modern age, I can't really... Like, I don't have a problem going back and watching maybe the original of this film, which I've never seen, or I've seen like a little bit of the the Seven Samurai. Like I get it. I get the old timey romanticism of it. But I'm like a lot more okay with it, accepting that it was an old film, watching it today and kind of remembering and reliving that than seeing it today. Like this. 
One thing that's interesting about it is actually the Seven Samurai doesn't kind of revel in the violence. Yeah. Uh, Magnuscent sort of does, but Seven Samurai is actually, for the fact that it's created so many action movie genre types and is kind of known as one of the first modern action movies in certain regards, uh, it actually is very dark, depressing film that doesn't revel in heroism and kind of use the whole thing it's, by the end like kind so of meaningless make, and pointless yeah no i apologize i don't mean to cut you off but this is one of my favorite things about evangelion um with with anno and like other movies as well like especially japanese movies wait, that come over here wait, are, you are, you about to talk, are you about to talk What's about up? neon genesis are you about to talk about neon and genesis of evangelion yes oh my god yes please do Okay. Well, okay. So, anyways, like, <laughs> sorry, I love sorry. how like that genre, like that show, was a deconstruction of like terrible people and like a deconstruction of like terrible tropes and stuff, and then it has spawned the tropes to such an extent that they're copied. Like every right. anime has like these two types of tropes of like the females in there, and like both were like criticisms of those like stereotypical viewings of women. <laughs> You're saying that the deconstruction ended up perpetuating the exactly, right. exactly, right. And, and, and this is a very interesting film for that reason and that now it's a cliched action movie <laughs> by the time it's come exactly. through all these iterations really down the line. weird i mean i'm sorry i'm sorry like i'm not gonna say this is bad for like it is exactly what it is like the question is is like my question is it totally is like can this thing exist do you know what i mean like a tarantino is still a deconstructionist this seems like a reconstructionist but not really because it still is in love with those like especially it, at the credits sequence when they're playing that old magnificent seven music like it's still weird. like it's exactly it feels so that they totally make us wait weird. the entire Entire movie to hear. I know and that's it's so weird. Out I of wanted place. that classic yeah. Western music the whole time, and we didn't get it until the very end. Yeah, I was like, really? That was a disappointment. Guys, yeah, Horner's given a much more like old. This is the last James Horner uh, score, by the way. And right. Given yes. A much more um, sort of modern take. Yeah. So when you get to that old like, like it's it's very jarring. It's very jarring. Which I think I kind of would have liked this whole movie to just. I don't know. I feel like if, if you're going to like, if we're going to have like this old, I feel like this one just didn't lean in. It like, it like, it feels like something, it feels like this movie is deconstruct, is, is like grabbing from movies that have deconstructed Westerns. And so thus it feels totally. out of place. So it, it, the modern I don't even Western, think that's, I mean, and the, the classic Western genre pieces themselves. I mean, why do you think it's necessarily borrowing from deconstruction? Well, no, I'm just in terms of the hyper violence, yeah, because like yeah. High Noon came along and like that changed westerns and was the first like western deconstruction because it shows a guy getting shot. It wasn't like you know you have I all see. these like yeah. knights in shining armor and that was the western with John Wayne and stuff. And then you got guys come along and it became hyper violent. Like mm -hmm. it's like this one is borrowing that hyper violent tendencies from movies that were not making fun of, but saying like you know this was kind of wrong. Like these guys weren't knights right, in shining like, armor. Like, right. like, like Josie Wales is like super bloody and super violent and it's not like yay look at all this violence it's very much more like so it is a weird combination where it's like it has that old shiny shane uh old school like uh yeah. stage coach like we're I heroes think of the west with like that, that la josie wales uh django and chain hyper violence that's supposed to be and it's a weird clash where it's like it's happy about its hyper violence because i think make... that you've identified exactly as far as the violence goes what my problem is with the tone of this movie is right. it seems very that seems very hypocritical to me and yeah. you look at the trailer and the way this movie was marketed like it was banking on just the gleefulness of that violence and then to have nothing really i mean just just that a completely empty notion of heroism i think by the end of it you know they even have a ptsd character who just gets over it for no reason, just so he can save the day. <laughs> <laughs> and, 
That's good. It's really terrible because it doesn't make it seem like PTSD is cowardism, and he just gets over it. And we're like, yeah. oh, that's not cool. <laughs> I, oh, I think this movie was point. just had a lot of terrible moral blind spots like that one, and I could go on and on. I mean, the the noble savage trope was very present in this movie. That made me really uncomfortable. Yeah. Oh, oh no, oh no, yeah. oh no! I knew that was coming the sec the second I saw in the trailer. Was, uh, second I saw in the trailer, like like, like um like what what whatever whatever they called him uh what, whatever they called him in the trailers. Like the second I saw his character, I was like, nope, this the is warrior Red yeah, Harvest. Yeah, the, no, Red yeah. no, 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 oh like, like, like I saw him and I, I no, it was like how they characterized them. Like a good character is like look at all the diversity in the main cast, hooray! And they still fell into the same noble savage oh no of course yeah been having problems with for centuries oh, no, of course. Uh, well yeah. it wasn't Asian, even because, because the Asian American the... character was handled well like that I yes. thought he was okay I really liked him. and yeah, they didn't steer away from the fact that like you know white people in the west would have been racist as fuck <laughs> like, yeah oh yeah yeah no but yeah like well but they totally didn't bring that up so with Denzel though to the Mexican. No, they kind of did. I mean, they just didn't make it directly about it, but they definitely made it about it at the end. Well, yeah, when like hanging. he walked into town, everyone was staring at him. Like, right. that's every that Western a, film. I feel like it was, that was more because he's black than because he was. And, but uh, you but know, you but you get but you could also say that that's every Western film, like random like that's random true. ass guy yeah. who's not from the town rides into town quietly. Walks he don't belong bar, here, Sonny Jim. Everyone that stares at him. It's just like, okay, come on. I guess it's the thing where I'm at, where it's like. Sorry, go on, Sarah. Well, just one thing I did appreciate about it, though, is you're right. They all did, like, you know, notice him and were wary of him when they came in, but there were no, like, blatant, obvious Like, you don't belong here type thing. You don't belong here, you dirty, insert N-word here, get out of our town. Well, there's the bartender that refused him service. That's true. Then he shot him. Yeah. It just felt like it was setting up a Blazing Saddles moment, and then it was serious, and that was the end of it. That was all we ever needed to address that, which that's I guess actually, is fine. That's it's a just, great comparison. I just, well, that's what, again, that's I what makes it so fascinating. I was thinking about Blazing Saddles this whole film. Yeah, because like he literally walks into Saloon, and he stops playing the piano. When is the last time you've seen that done unironically, or not as a joke? Oh, <laughs> right. that's a great, that's a uh, that's another great comparison to this movie, is it does Western themes like unironically, and you're just like... Oh, it's dude. so weird that we've been doing it right all of them and it does all of them like it's checking off a fucking list guy goes yeah. through a window guy like yeah. I, I don't know someone help me that's just like the first obvious one i thought of but there's so many <laughs> i love i love like in the end like you know the guys walk in and then one walks out and then just like kind of gets shot and he just like falls down and then the other guy like kind of half-heartedly comes through the window and i'm just like it's just like they had a window to break and it's just like uh we can't have it. i feel like more than a half dozen people go through windows in this movie oh, oh yeah like it's like you get shot uh, it, it and has like, to all be of a up sudden there your Robocop. chest is a magnet for a window <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Again, I guess that's what I find so fascinating. I guess I just appreciate, like, seeing a lot of practical effects. And Fuqua is a weird guy in that sense. That he's a very good action director in terms of, like, uh, the technical aspects, in terms of framing shots, in terms of directing sequences. He's Uh, not great at connecting them to a story, usually, outside of training day, really. I was gonna I mean, say um, I was gonna think you weren't you were saying he wasn't good at connecting them at all because it's kind of hard to tell what's going on in this movie. I think as far as the action is concerned, I don't uh, think that. maybe Disagree. I'm just coming off of a lot. Yeah, of I, I think I, yeah. Movies, I mean, I I know I agree with Ben entirely. I think the action sequences are well directed, and I think I think for me, like I'm still gonna rate this film like fairly highly because 
Like, I I really enjoyed some of those action set pieces. I mean, I think some of the moments are really stupid, like, when they, like, when they're, like, when she's, like, firing off her empty revolver at him, and the warrior, like, shows up behind him, and they, they, like, no one saw him come up that tiny staircase. (laughs) No one even heard (laughs) him. He just appears behind him, and then they have a terrible fight with tomahawks, and I'm just like, oh, this is terrible. Oh, you know that fight was supposed to be longer. You know that was a much longer fight, because he's just like, blip, blip, damn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was that was cut. They're oh, like, yeah. oh, we don't have time for the Native American. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. I'm, pr- I'm pretty sure it's gonna show up in the, in the, on the DVD, like DVD Blu-ray releases a deleted oh, yeah. scene. Yeah, yeah, the fight scene was actually lasted for like two straight minutes. As long as we're on that fight scene, I just want to bring up my noble savage trope problem with this movie <laughs> once again, because <laughs> I, I am that irked about it. Just no, not only I, I, I was I was right there with you, Trevor. I, I remember watching it. I was like, it's gonna be Red Harvest who comes up and takes on this guy, isn't it? Please don't do that. Oh no, Please, of course that's not. Right, happen. and just the complete absurdity, the complete absurdity that the Comanche, who were like domineering warrior people across the plains during that time was saying to the other Indian, like, Oh, you're a disgrace to like other Indians that like don't rape and pillage people because like they do that just like everybody else does in the old West. It's just not, it's, uh, it's just, it makes no sense. It makes absolutely no sense. I mean, like, I, I mean, but there's other bits in there. Like, I mean, it's, there's, there's a little, there's a little questioning, but I mean, I'm not going to lie that like, I feel like, old western movies cannot handle like cannot have native american characters you can't have good side native american characters because unpa- like there's never been a really good western unpacking life of the native american person like um like in the old west like i think the, the I- thing- ironically the closest thing we've gotten yeah it would well, I, what gonna i was it. gonna say is you're gonna the, say da- um, you're not gonna say dances with wolves right no no i was gonna <laughs> say <laughs> I was going to say at least the Lone Ranger tried to do it, even though it was, you know, a PR fiasco. And Wait, I don't okay. merits of the movie Whoa. itself. Okay, see, the funny thing about that is that I was actually hoping you wouldn't say that because I yeah. knew because I knew that's what you were going to. I was like, please don't say Johnny Trevor, Depp is Tonto. Please don't say Johnny Depp is Tonto. I can't I'm actually saying this, but saying dances of wolves with wolves would have been, been better. better. <laughs> would have been a little better. Oh, my God, no. Only time somebody said that, Goodfellas should have won. I don't think it was good. I'm just saying at least it was an attempt of a completely misguided failure. That's yeah, true. I, I, that's true. They they did at least try. It. Well, that's the thing. That was it. It proves again, like Lone Ranger's a whole other fiasco. But that's just classic yeah. ma- marketing meddling, where it's like he should be the hero, but he can't be like a noble savage. So he'd be a crazy person. So it comes across as all kinds of yeah. Yeah. So weird. <laughs> I, I I will admit it's a complex and very difficult problem to solve. And I feel like they were trying to do the same yes. thing here, and it's the same kind of muddled problem where it's like. He'll be like a noble guy, and he'll like be on his own. He'll just be another kind of renegade person. But then it just kind of came all muddled and crappy. I actually think that Johnny Depp's character in The Lone Ranger doesn't come from a place of racism. Like at all, like it's just it's just someone being an idiot, and it's kind of like the thing. Yeah, no, it's like another, you have you have Johnny Depp playing that character. white Johnny that Depp white character. character before this, and playing essentially the same character, and then they're just like taking it and shoving it into a Native American. It's not a bad thing. It's just like somebody being you know insensitive. I don't know. I I've like there's there's like levels of bad, and I think like you are right. And this this com- this particular noble savage Comanche bit is like worse than that. I mean, it's still like. A way worse movie. I'm overall. I'm sorry. <laughs> and still, no, I know I got way us. more offensive. I mean, if we really wanted to get into it, the actor playing Red Harvest wasn't even Comanche. 
No, yeah. there must be actors of Comanche origin. He's at well, least that's Native American, right? Yeah, yeah that's that asking. Yeah, I don't know if that's a level of authenticity. He's a Native American from Alaska. But like, like, I don't know, ha- but if you, we see ha- often in films people who are, you know, like Chinese people playing Japanese characters, and lots of people take issue where? with that. I don't see how this is different. That's a that's bad. Like where? where like not, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to call you out right on the cast. There's to be like name <laughs> five. Like, no, that's not what I'm as long as we're on this tangent. Find evidence and come back to you. Did yeah, Ken Jong uh, said that a few times. Yeah, I'm Maybe. pretty sure you're right. Um, Ken yeah. Watanabe is definitely Japanese, though. Yes. Yeah. But, but a, maybe the, earlier the in his career, character. he might have played Chinese or Korean. You know, like oh, whoa. those can kind of jump around sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. I did not know that. I mean, she's in makeup for like 90% of the film, so. <laughs> you're, you're, uh, mem- mem- members of a geisha, uh, Sarah uh, Zhang, Z- Zhang Ziyi. You're right. She's Chinese, pay- playing a Japanese woman. Holy crap! Yep. I, I mean, I'm sorry. Yeah, damn, Jesus. I mean, you like I even didn't even mean to call you out, and you had you had one on hand. Jesus, She's like Christ. bam, got you. <laughs> okay, since I uh, about a movie that Jack didn't know. Come oh on, guys, that God. happens like more like almost every cast. Like this is not something to be impressed <laughs> about. Sarah is our representation since... mascot. We need her to be on the ball. <laughs> She's nailing it. <laughs> the idea of a representation mascot is kind of a kind of a problem. It's it is pretty bad. Like, let's just take okay. that back a step. Hey guys, guys, since I got us on this tangent, allow me to attempt to get us back on track. Um, Thank you, Trevor. As, as long as we're talking about the Lone Ranger, the Lone Ranger got us onto us. I brought there is a, a kind of thread with the Noble Savage thing that also ties in between that movie and Last Samurai for me, and that was the use of the Gatling gun in this movie, where it's just this big like. Deus Ex Machina for the bad guy type thing that they bring in, and the 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 guy the the sniper the PS PTSD guy I can't remember his name is literally like they got a Gatling gun oh, yeah. they got a Gatling oh, yeah. good, gun yeah, like good night. it was just such a flashback for me to like those other two movies and the way it's used in much the same way to kind of like represent this like f- uh, like unassailable force that the good guys can't possibly measure up to because they're good and the bad guys are like lazy on the side of like industrial technology and they're just you know cutting down like real people from a distance which and, like, kind of was just can a, i just which, say which too like i'm really 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 sick of like the capitalist bad guy oh yeah because well oh, you realize it was supposed to be a stand-in for trump right that was this there's this film's one <laughs> that was this fun's no th- that was this film's one badge of relevancy that they got off yeah, like Demo- early in the first day. Democracy equals capitalism. Capitalism and equals capitalism. God. So if you're so if you're not so if you're not for capitalism, you're against God. So get it out of the church so I can burn it down to the ground. Oh yeah, God! Don't even I'm get me sorry. started on the church. <laughs> like being bombastic is one thing, but Jesus Christ! Literally, like, <laughs> he literally burns down the church in the first scene. I was like, that's why I kind of like. It's what's weird. It's like it's so gleefully over the top. It's it's mm. so weird. Yeah, I mean, I could use like, a complicated villain. He's like the most he's like the least complicated villain in history. Yeah. Like oh, it's yeah. not in a way, I feel <laughs> Outside, like, like they, that guy they from did Avatar. that on purpose to, you know, sort of harken back to the old western of, you know, this guy comes into town and he's wearing a black cowboy hat and that's how you know he's bad. <laughs> well, you don't have to do that. Like wardrobe. stuff like Tombstone, like you know, you get very minimal like villain development in Tombstone, and they're like really scary. 
sometimes like the right. cowboys mm-hmm. in that movie like i love that movie kurt russell it's tombstone no i was thinking about tombstone yeah. in terms of like that's a one that is also gleefully not super reconstructive i feel like no it's yeah just, it's just fun it's just but but i think it's more fun than this and i think that's totally. the thing is it gets like that old west vibe and it's just like an old west movie and you're like for whatever reason because it feels so much more authentic you just you're fine with it for whatever that's the reason. thing is i can appreciate it when it's done well actually um one of the actors in this movie the guy the Oh gosh, the um, the Asian one. Jesus Christ! Um, uh, I don't know. Uh, Bi- uh, Byung, Byung Hun Lee. Yes, he was in another movie, another western made in I think Korea. Oh, Good, the Bad, and Weird. Oh, Good, the Bad, yeah. and Weird. Yeah, 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 oh yeah, my yeah. God, favorite movie. One of my so favorite good. movies. I haven't seen that movie in so long. So I need to revisit it. The Good, and the Bad, and the Weird is like a nine for me. Not just because it has like some of the coolest action sequences, but in just any because movie it's so ever. good. Yeah. That whole chasing at the end is just, uh, oh my god! Oh. When he like comes like when they play the same music from uh, I know what you must not misunderstand, um, and they play it yes. in Kill Bill too, and he just comes yes. out of the desert and just like murders <laughs> like a whole division of troops with like a rifle, <laughs> and he just like Amazing. he like shoots the Gatling gun guy, the guy spins around on top of the truck and like murders everyone. <laughs> oh my god! That's that movie is so See? cool. I'm okay with that. I don't. Yeah. I can't tell you exactly why I'm more okay with that in this movie. But it's more of a gleeful violence. I get what you're saying from there. It's more of a gleeful, lovely. Yeah. And that's the thing I could definitely say that this film is like kind of crazy. It's like to, to go back a little bit. Like in the original two films, Magnificent Seven and Seven Samurai, the bad guys were just bandits. They were just a group of like people who had no money and raided this town every year because that's how they like lived. Again, it goes back to that like sadder thing. So it's like everything has to be like a little more Hollywoodized each time it comes out, which I find sort of fascinating about this franchise. It's like, okay, now they're no longer bandits. They're your typical corporate mining villains. You know, like, they have to be that level of evil now. Yeah. Somehow they're, they're like, for me, they're like, I don't know. Like, you, you, like, understand a bully, and he's a bully, but at the same time, it's like, it's like grosser adding this other level. Does that make sense? In some way can at least garner some level of sympathy most of the time. Right. This right. guy can't. Like from the get go. He's ridiculous. Just he's just absolutely like He's like, I'm gonna do this because mustache twirlingly ridiculous. Get it? Mustache twirlingly. Okay. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> the only, the only... He was so sweaty every scene. He was so like, <laughs> we missed him every time. Yeah. It was. Yeah. What did, uh, I have to ask, what did we all think of Vincent D'Onofrio, who is one of my favorite actors because he always goes 198. Okay. Oh my god. Oh my god. The voice playing the shit out of that role. The voice he so much. The voice he used for Jack, for his character Jack Horn. I like the second he opened his mouth, I was like, I'm in love with this guy. I, I it was so good. I'm I'm gonna pray for you. And it's like what? He was just looking so terrifying. Reminded me I... of that scene of that world's end when that one guy stands and, like, and so we shall go to war. I love it. I also love like how like you know it's like i believe that bear was wearing human clothes <laughs> well that's everybody's favorite line like literally every review i've read of this movie quoted that same exact line <laughs> it's, 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 it's a great I mean, line i'm not gonna lie like i love like going on to actors like chris pratt yeah. was was like born to play unironic cowboy and it's just in the wrong time <laughs> yeah. yeah like i think that's the thing is like he can't do I, he can't do ironic well, like he, like he, I'm really glad he's like in the reconstruction era of superhero movies because he could not do deconstruction 
and serious. Like, no, I don't mean it like it, but he's just he's he's just such a comedic time, and he's just he he's a breath of life in this movie. Oh my god! Yes. Even though he's like, I I really liked him in this, but at the same time, like, I'm kind of getting sick of his sh- his shtick. I liked him when shtick. I could understand I him, but you know, really, <laughs> I I couldn't catch some of it. Uh, oh. Vincent D'Onofrio, Actually, you Trevor, mean? I had the same problem. No, no, I'm talking about. Oh, we're talking about Chris, Chris Pratt. Pratt. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought no, no, you were no, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, it. I know what you're saying about Vincent. Yeah, that was, there's sometimes that he's just very, very quiet, and, like, the audio didn't pop very well. I think he does as much as he can do with a not-so-great written character. Like, um, another, yet another comparison I have to make to Quentin Tarantino is this guy is, like, killing people, quoting Isaiah, like the way Samuel L. Jackson's oh, yeah. character does in Pulp Fiction, except yeah, there's, right. like, some actual comeuppance and, reckon, you know, like, reckoning of that use of that and here it's just like being a badass and i have a problem with i have a problem with the way christianity's used in this movie as well but go on sorry i cut you off ben well i definitely feel like denzel had a part in that script because denzel always has a lot more christian themes sort of layered into his movies and it felt really tacked on especially at the end where it's like doing the whole pray for you thing it was very odd i i I hated that i thought that was awful values yeah Mm -hmm. I don't know. I mean, I, I agree. Like, one of the other things that I'll just say, like, and I don't, I don't, this movie clearly has not bugged me, like, the crap in this movie. Because, I mean, I went in with very low expectations. Clearly, this movie does not bug me nearly as bad as it bugs you guys. But I will say, um, like, the one thing you'll say about Seven Samurai is it needs to be, you know, like, five fucking hours because if you're going to have, like, emotional development for, like, eight, nine, ten characters, you need that time. (laughs) And that's the thing. It's like, oh, look at these people. Like, look at the Mexican guy just joining up and developing a friendship with Chris Pratt. That wasn't sped along at all. (laughs) (laughs) And now they're all friends. Look, let's get along. (laughs) Yeah, like like, 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 Ethan Hawke. Yeah. Yeah. No, I was just saying, like, the second, like, it's like, oh, the second line Chris Pratt says to the guy is like, oh, we got ourselves a Mexican. Then 15 minutes later, we're best buds. (laughs) (laughs) Or like Ethan Hawke, like, oh, I just, I can't fight no more. Ah, never mind. I, I can <laughs> fight. They got a gun. Like, like, I was just like, scoping like, it out. <laughs> I have a question for, um, I guess, mostly, well, all of you, I guess. When I went to the movies and and saw this film, and um, the the Mexican character, he would swear in Spanish, and there were so many people in my movie theater who laughed, presumably because they understood what he said. Uh, Jack and Ben, you guys who don't live in Texas, did you have that same experience? I was alone I in, in my theater, Spanish. so no. Wait, you were alone? How did you manage that? What? No, like, I, I, did you say? Did you say you were alone in the theater? <laughs> yeah, I was dead alone. How, I was the only person there. How did you manage oh, really? that? When did you yeah. go? I went at uh, 11 a.m. on a Sunday. That is, yeah, that is. Because I was not in church. Because I am not a God-fearing man. <laughs> I, I was, I was at work. And because... somehow I still ended up watching a bunch of people pray. <laughs> right. Isn't that interesting. Yep. That was the universe telling you, Jack. <laughs> yeah, the universe is way past its. Uh... <laughs> Why am I spent over three hours in church this morning? Jesus, Sarah. Yes, lots of Jesus. Actually, this was Sunday, so it was just you know asking the people to give money. That was that was the day. Oh my god! <laughs> All right. Um, Let's go ahead. So we're about. Let's see. Let's go ahead. I don't think unless somebody's got something else, we're going to go ahead and move on to scores. I have more to complain about. 
Okay, go ahead. What do you got? No, no, not really. Not that much more. Just, I don't know. Like, I, I was going to make another comparison because it's so easy with Westerns. I thought the Christian themes in Trigun were more earnest than the ones in this movie. God, our, we're, our Animania is seriously slipping into yeah. a movie gang. I'm sorry. It's Especially just like... like <laughs> no, it's just funny because, like, you and me, like, develop, like, you, me, and Sarah, like, develop, like, and even Ben and Peter. Oh, everyone here is fucking Pretty does much. anime. So it's like, it's, we develop, like, conversations based upon, like, remember this anime? Like, it has this representation, but yeah, no. Oh, my, I, oh my I, God. I oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. And I mean like, that yeah. as, like, Trigun not a, is a way a, better a, Western, no, period, no, like, than, yeah. like, this or Hateful Eight. No, like, but like Jeff, to that, like Jeff to that comment. Like, I, fr- I forget what episode it was that uh, that Ben and Sarah, Ben and Sarah and I recorded for Geek Space Nine. But I, but, but it was like an episode where I made like five different anime references, and and, and, and the two, and the two <laughs> I remember, yes, yeah, and the two of them were just amazing. like, and the two of them like, dear God, Jack can be so proud of you. I was like, yeah, I, I know, was, I was shit. like listening along, and I was like. Ee! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, again, when, when they said when they said that, I was like, holy shit, you're right. <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, it, it creeps in anyways, and we, like, have to talk in this one more related to movies. Sorry, listener, but, but again, I think some of these stuff, some a lot of this stuff is, like, has, like, the relevant ties in, and I think, I think specifically in the case of Trigun, like, I think that's a good thing to bring up, because there's really no movie that handles Christianity like that, uh, like, well, that, like that series. Well, I know, there's, like, stuff where you have, like, vampire killers, and then, you know, the violent righteousness of Christianity kind of makes, you know, it's a little more excusable to me, but in kind of a real context, it's oh, just... yeah, where it's like, oh, it's like, you know, me. you know, you have, like, a, like, a, like, you know, there's actual realistic threat out there, and that's why people are banding around this religion or something along those contexts. Mm. We're just, it's like, oh, we're all gonna believe in God, whereas, like, I don't know, clearly the, the other guy is just, like, a, dis- like, it, it just, it just makes... When it's in a more fantastical landscape, it's more like you know I can understand the appropriation of the symbols without necessarily all of the ideology. Correct. But when it's set in you know the real world, and right. you know with themes of like I, you know what what's the liner that was used to mark this movie? I I don't um, I seek righteousness, but I'll take revenge. revenge. That's Ugh. you know the the epitome of like the ham and the just like complete yeah. moral just destitution of this movie. Like it has nothing to say. I. Oh, and the other thing, the other thing, this crappy CGI ending with the oh, like, ear-splitting oh, voiceover God. that oh, didn't yeah. need to be there at all. Wait, yeah, I don't understand wait, wait, why that was CGI. Wait, 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 what, wait, what, what, what part? Why didn't you just get me? Like, that's the other the thing. Is some of those of opening end. shots were CGI too, and had like little CGI puts in there. And I was like, why the fuck don't you just go find a Vista and film it? <laughs> like, like right, that, they that went to can't some pretty be great cheaper, places. right? Yeah, they went to some great places. They yeah, lot, like Monument Valley and and those classic John Ford. No, areas. I mean I don't mean to be mean, but like I've produced better images like with my like tiny like I don't know like my tiny like uh, oh my god what is it with like my Nikon like D eight hundred like I've produced like better video images of vistas and stuff with just like the right conditions like that that can't be cheaper to do that cg right. like it just how, how hard is it to shoot like uh just dig some crosses. fucking graves no. they're literally wood stakes you can put them together <laughs> they're supposed to look ramshackle <laughs> jesus what what why was what was the just i mean can i be there, honest? there was I, frankly like here and here's what i actually think that that like happened here and i'll say it from an editing perspective my film brain says to me they got into post and they realized they needed another shot and then they put this bullshit so together. Go oh, probably. Exactly. Like, like get it on a helicopter and go. They didn't even this. need the actors to be there. Yeah, just like do it. They like, have them all be in shadow and just riding off into the distance. Done. 
Or, I mean, yeah. let, put some sand on a fucking back lot and do, I don't know. Like, this is not complicated. <laughs> right? Like, there's got to be you a back shoot that lot in your somewhere. backyard. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Like, I feel like I could do it in my backyard. Just, like, have a tree and, like, put some graves around it. <laughs> go, 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 to, go to any, like, front yard in Las Vegas, wherever, where, like, where most people have, like, like not most people, just at the very least, a lot of people have, like, a desert-ish landscape because, because there's so little water there. Done. I think they probably overwrit the ending, and maybe they were just like, we only do it with CGI. It's like, oh, his cart has to fly away up in the thing. Even that seems like, just get some fishing line. It shouldn't be too hard. His <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> has to fly away. That's, a, that's an amazing reference, dude. All right, let's go ahead and do scores. Thank goodness gracious. Uh, Trevor, I'm going to ask for you first, because you seem the most negative. Four out of ten. This movie was so forgettable, I didn't even remember that we were recording it today. I thought it was Monday and we were recording Animania. I forgot oh, we were even going to need to talk about God. this crap. I, um, I will say that I did enjoy a lot of the humor and the actors' interaction with each other. You know, there were some genuinely funny one-liners. It just wasn't nearly enough for me to compensate for the story and everything else. All right. Up next is Ben. Uh... I'm give it a 5.5. I don't love points, but it kind of feels right for this one. Just just above middle of the road for me. Um, I, I really enjoyed, like I said, the action. I think it was... Kuku, I do think, is a very competent action director. Uh, if you can't really string scenes together, you can definitely make good set pieces, which I think is not, not a hard skill. Um, not, it's, a, it's a good skill, so I'm saying. Uh, so I did appreciate that, and I did like the cast a lot. I think maybe they just need a better roles but i think everyone was really good in it and i would like to see them in sort of better written stuff but the script does lead it down and i don't know some part of me likes to see it just in in this kind of old school way but like trevor points out the violence is too over the top to be uh, truly an old school western and i do think the fact that we have tombstone is probably the worst mark against it i think if tombstone oh, yeah. didn't exist i might like it a little better but there's a film that was made in the 90s and like the most cynical era when you could have made like a super cynical one it's just straightforward and fun and adventurous and exciting and uh well paced and good characters so it's like yeah i guess if you want that like a modern day film um with western tropes that does really well i'd say watch doomstone which is funny because it's gonna come up in mine as well i'm just saying like as soon as we get there like tombstone i i feel like i shaved off two points because of tombstone (laughs) it it, it hurts it it does it does because you're like oh better that's what I wanted this to be. That's right. Okay. Uh, Sarah, you're up next. I am. Um, yeah, I'm going to give this movie a five. Um, I, I pretty much agree with everything that Ben said. I, I really enjoyed the cast, and I think they did well with the scripts they were given, which were bland, pretty much. Um, there was, you know, the whole noble, noble savage problem, which Trevor and I have touched on already, that really did rub me the wrong way at, at, in the end of the day. Um, I was disappointed in the score, which I was really looking forward to it, as this was James Horner's last film score. And um, I wasn't excited about it until the very end, when it actually started to sound like a Western film score. And since the rest of this movie was so just, you know, reconstructionist Western, that's what I wanted, and it wasn't there. Um, I will say that at the end of the day, I was pleased that of the Magnificent Seven who were left living, none of them were white. And this I thought that true. was yeah. great and a nice change. I yeah. noticed that too. I was just like, yeah. wow, they did that. Okay. I was expecting, yeah. I was actually surprised who they picked to kill, to be entirely honest. Um, I was very shocked, actually. 
I um, thought for sure Denzel yeah. would die because Denzel seems to have this thing where if he plays a morally ambiguous character, he dies. Right. He's also he's also like playing the character that did die in the Seven Samurai. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, and in the original. Yeah, I was wondering exactly. about that. Exactly. Yeah, like it's flipped. It's really weird. I don't know what where that decision comes from or why. Or it, it actually, and to be entirely honest, I bet you it comes out of a studio need not to kill the black guy, which is okay, as I as I think about probably. it. Probably. probably. All right, Peter, you're up next. Um. I'm gonna give this. I'm gonna give the, uh, Magnificent Seven a six. Um, I, I I I remember walking out walking out of the film like like knowing knowing that I was gonna give it this kind of score, but I didn't like. But I didn't know like what exactly I was taking points off for, and they were basically more or less covered tonight. Um, like over over the course of, over the course of us re- recording. I, I I did like 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 since like I said before, I enjoyed the cast. I enjoyed the action. I had fun while watching it, and I and, and I, I agree with Sarah. I wanted like more like re- reconstructionist like classic Western music throughout the whole thing. So so I'm I'm glad that we I'm glad that I at least got a taste of it during the credits. I just wish I got more of it, but yeah, um, I enjoyed I enjoyed the film. Not necessarily not necessarily something to call home about, but you know, I will I will definitely say I enjoyed it if someone ever asked me in the future. Yeah. Yeah, that's gonna be. I did like how they all rode off into the sunset at the yes, end. Yes, I agree. That made me happy. Like I thought that falling action was actually really short. That was something else that bothered me. With the what? With the what action? The falling action, just between the time or like they're like, okay, everything's all right, and then they ride off. I don't know. I just oh yeah, it was like it was like very immediate. Like yeah, boom. it was. They're just like everyone in the town was like, thank you, thank you so much. And, and you see all the people reuniting that you see all the people reuniting who happen to live and survive, and like none of the ones that are <laughs> just. Obviously, I wanted to see more of Haley Bennett, who I would still say has an uncanny resemblance to Jennifer Lawrence. It confuses me so much. Oh yeah, no, I I, 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 I don't know. She's got. She's got more of that hot Reddit. I I really didn't like, uh, to some extent. I I I really do hate her character in this, like a yeah. lot. Like, we we've talked about some of the other like poor representation things. I was actually surprised you didn't bring her up, Sarah. Like I kind of like. What the line about her having balls didn't make that all okay to you? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Thank you, Trevor. Because I thought that's all it needs to that that's all that needs to happen, right? Women just for need woman, to have for them a woman to be written well. And it's okay. Well. Well, I guess she she can't ever top Hardcore Henry for being the worst representation in the movie. Oh, that's oh, true. That's oh right. my god, yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. yeah I oh about my that. god. Okay, that brings it down to says. I think I just lost <laughs> another point in like the mid conversation. Okay. Oh yes. So. Oh boy. <laughs> yes. I, I give. I'm actually. It's actually probably going to surprise y'all. I give uh, the Magnificent Seven a six. Wow. Um, and the reason that happens is because. Um, like I said, I've come down quite a bit from my first things because I, you know, I was sitting in the theater and I got out and I was like, "Damn, I really, I really like westerns. Damn, I wish they exist. I mean, this one's not perfect by any stretch. It's okay. I would still recommend going seeing it if you want to see like a western theater. It's like kind of an experience you can't really have anymore, and I appreciate it. And I appreciate that this one's doing the same sort of thing. I agree with Trevor. It's totally and completely devoid of a purpose or like really like a good plot setting. I mean, it's lifting it's lifting material from one of my favorite movies of all time. So I mean, some of the references and stuff like i can't help but not love um so and you know and i love seven samurai i mean i realize that like i realize seven samurai isn't as great as like my like college movie going self would 
want everyone to believe. Um, but at the same time, like, you know, it, it can't be helped to the extent that I just like go in and enjoy it. And then I think about Tombstone and I'm like, you really should just go see Tombstone. <laughs> like, it's, it's, Which it's I this will do better. eventually. Like, just no, I, uh, Kurt Russell, it's grading. It's doing the Western thing just a lot better and having a much more authentic vibe to it mm. and having a much better overall purpose and uh, with uh, much less representation, though, I'll say that. <laughs> um, this is true. A lot of white people. That brings <laughs> the sta- the movie gang, um, the total to overall the movie gang podcast gives the Magnificent number. Seven 2016 a 5.5 out of 10. Oh. That's probably higher than anyone thought. I think Trevor, I can hear Trevor screaming silently. <laughs> you, you smell the steam rising yeah. from my, from <laughs> my head. Yeah, I didn't let that out. I, le- I held that one close to the chest, didn't it? You're kind of upset, aren't you? <laughs> no. I would just throw this back in your face that you've that this movie uh, uh, very much recalls to me your your uh, quote about Star Wars that it's a misunderstanding of the word homage. Oh, oh, you son of Oh my god! Oh my god! Yeah, now I know. This, this is how I know he's like actually mad at me. I'm sorry. Yeah, I didn't. That was that was that was incisive. I didn't. Re- I didn't realize. I didn't. I didn't realize we were all sipping on Lipton lemon tea tonight. That's right. <laughs> did everyone's lip first. <laughs> Mine did. It's very lemony. Oh, <laughs> Stings a bit. I'm trying to get us listeners, guys. That's all I'm doing. <laughs> the salt will flow. <laughs> the salt will flow. All right. <laughs> Let's go on to best. Controls the salt. Controls the podcast. <laughs> yes. 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 Oh my god. I'm gonna. I'm, I'm glad that you that. guys laugh like you know what that's from. That makes me happy. We know what that. We know, oh, dude. Nerds. Come on. This is like another level of nerd, though. I feel like but it's. No. And, it's and a so vague. Crazy. I actually don't. It's a, it's it's a vague recollection. Like I think I should know, but I'm not sure that I do. It's from Dune. Yes. It, yeah. Oh, of course it's from Dune. Oh. Even I knew that. Even I, I knew, knew that. I had to read Dune like three more times. Even I knew that, and I've never seen. Dude. I'm literally gonna tweet that out right now. It's like whoever controls the salt, the salt. What is it? What was it, Sarah? Oh god, it was so. Whoever good. controls the salt controls the podcast. <laughs> right. Okay. Yes. Can salt, All right. Yes. Can for salt be considered week, a spice? For next week, we will all be betting. So you're all gonna go get on Facebook and you're gonna tweet me your answers for this next week. We are going to be betting on the box office release for the opening weekend for Miss Peregrine's Home for Peculiar Children, which we will be reviewing next week. Oh, yay. So, everyone. Hold on. I, I guess I'll start, because I, I have to say um, mine. I'm trying to think kind of what I'm thinking around here. So it's got a particularly, I mean, it's it's we're saying back in young adult fiction, it's got a particularly, um, it has an audience. I'm not totally sure about the book audience. Similar movies in this vein would be, I would think, Alice Through the Looking Glass, which released gross, was kind of about 77 million, versus The Fifth Wave, which is 34 million, with Goosebumps at 80 million, The Maze Runner at 102 million. I don't think it's going to pop to Maze Runner like, standing. Oh, hell no. I don't think it will. The, the um, one, the, I, Divergent. When, when you, when what's you, up? I was, I was just going to say, uh, 
the 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 only reason um the only reason the the, Ma- the Maze Runner like that film popped like the popped like it did is is is, be- is because it was starring is is because of who uh, the the main the main character was whose name I uh, the actor whose name I totally forget it had two Game of Thrones veterans right no uh no no di- no di- it was because it was starring Dylan, Dylan O'Brien from Teen Wolf like that's like yeah. that's the main reason uh, that yeah. film popped as much as it did. He's got a point. It also has the wee boy from Love Actually, didn't it? <laughs> yes. Wait, wait. I think so. The Maze Runner? I'm sure it did. I didn't actually see it, but I'm pretty sure he was in that movie. There were a lot of trailers. There were a lot of trailers yes. for that Damn, movie. Damn, Ben. Jesus. Sorry. <laughs> Don't worry. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna be anywhere near you. I'm gonna go quite a bit higher than that. Okay. Um, I'm gonna say. I'm, I'm gonna I'm not, say. I have no faith in this movie. I guess. I, well, no, I agree with you. Um, Katie hates it. Like wh- the book crowd. There's people out there that like really, really, really hate this book series for whatever yeah. reason. I, I, no, More I than Divergent. Know. More than Divergent, that series. More no, people that? like legitimately like the Divergent series. Like they don't they, like, like this. The first book. Yeah, exactly. My ex-girlfriend encouraged me to watch the first two films of the Divergent series. I love you, Sarah. You telling me your ex-girlfriend likes something has never been an impetus for me to actually oh. do it. Oh. <laughs> That's fair. Very I mean, fair. I don't mean to be like sassy with that bitch, but I'm just saying she hurt your feelings. I'll kill her. I'll cut her. Feel like her. I mean, we we don't she speak sucks. anymore. We're not friends on Facebook, so she'll never hear this. Cool. Podcast I know. Anyway, so bitch, I'll. Cut you just saying i will cut you no i'm just you not actually her sarah. i'm not actually no, threatening no. people over the air fcc right. <laughs> <laughs> i love i love it cc by the way <laughs> all right so um i'm gonna give this uh 60 million opening weekend and Lord, coming wow. in i know i know i wasn't wow. even close to you dude um wow. I, I i have what you're saying I mean, it might be my funeral. It's cool. I never know. Like, there's a lot of, like, buzz one way or the other. So I think it'll get a lot of, like, viewership. We'll see. Um, Sarah said 80 million. Peter said 35 million. Yeah, I'm sorry. Trevor at 25 million. And Ben at 19 million. Whoa. Wow, I was not expecting to go with the high bid. Damn. No, I know. I was... You know, they're wow. looking at similar movies, but I mean, it, there's not, it's hard to tell because like book audiences kind of like bounce all over the fucking place. So it, I mean, well, I mean, from my the perspective, version, like the first three made 60 million then the third, fourth one made so, or the third one made so little money that it'd make it a TV show. Now. Oh it's yeah. So, for the- it dropped out so fast. And so like, yeah. it's, it's very random. You're right. In that sense. Like I never even heard of hunger games. And then the first movie made like $90 million. Right. <laughs> Yeah. I know, yep. I know what you, I know what you mean. It, it just like like they pop or they don't pop, and it's like totally it's totally dependent upon the built-in audience of the crowd. So unless Hunger like, Games was like a lightning in a bottle thing too, true. Jennifer Lawrence though. Yeah, yeah was, I think Hunger just... Games is a different is a different animal. Um, but Divergent is kind of copying it pretty predictably. Yeah, to be entirely yeah. Hunger Games. Like was I was just, about to say, um, people like copy right kind of the the physical. Like as much as we hate Divergent in those movies, like they like do consistent numbers with the Hunger Games on track. So. Yeah, until the last huh. time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but there was a time where well, like, drop- that was clearly the model that worked. Yeah, but I mean, I think that's just word of mouth. Like, people know that those movies are bad, but so by the third one, everyone just dropped, was like, fuck no. Like, as and opposed the to like. aged out, I probably, you know, like. Oh, that's probably a good point, because they were like, so far apart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's really good. Yeah, out, the so, last yeah. Hunger Games film came out when I was, what, 23? Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. That's fascinating. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I don't mean that sounded like I was being. <laughs> it sounded like I was being funny. No, but it is actually fascinating. You're calling me old Jack. <laughs> well, I could see, and that's why I could see this one because it's like I definitely think they're gonna try a new. Like, okay, we we've gone through the Harry Potter cycle. 
which is gonna which is gonna start again. Butter. We've gone through the divergence cycle, I mean, the Hunger Games cycle of everything ripping off Hunger Games. So now we got to make a new young adult cycle. And I think the idea of like supernatural X Men, like that's an interesting idea that could hold on. But I just I don't know. I don't feel buzz for this one. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I will say though, Ben, and I think you and I can agree on this. A lot of people will probably go see it because we all love Eva Green. It's true. Yeah, she actually no, has yeah, a surprising but, amount of star power. But, like, but to like, be honest, but, I went and but, saw but the, the second is, 300 but, movie because of her, and I'm not yeah. going to lie. Like, she fucked. She, like, grabbed that movie by the balls and just, like, fucked the oh, movie. Amazing. <laughs> it's, like, a bad movie, but damn, is she, like, writing it for all it's worth. And I don't I, I mean that in every <laughs> sexual. No, no, no. Like, the sexual <laughs> metaphors are perfectly right. She, she like. No, but fighting it's crazy yeah she like it's sex amazing. fights a dude what movie is this again <laughs> 300 rise of an empire sarah says as she takes her for. laptop in the bathroom <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but, but see but, but, but for, for me the thing is like eva green yeah she has star power but does the main but just like does like does the main male character asa butterfield does he have star power yes y- yes he was in um fucking what, 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 what's, what's, the, what's the last big Ender's yeah game. Ender's game yes he was in Ender's game but that was like a while back that didn't do well. exactly that exactly do well either, yeah. like, like he you know I don't at least to my knowledge he hasn't been in anything like significant in a while so I think, it, I think with those films you dimly like the main like people went to go see the Willy Wonka the Chocolate Factory for Johnny Depp not for Freddie Highmore you know what I mean? right like, yeah I think with those kinds of films it's like mm-hmm. the adult is the one that brings people into the theater versus mm-hmm. the kids. Some kids, maybe. Yeah. But Some like, kids. That's kind of what happened with uh, other things that Eva Green was in, and I can't believe I'm actually going to be talking about this movie on a public podcast. <laughs> but <laughs> The Golden Compass oh. had such a great cast. It had it Nicole did. Kidman, Daniel Craig, Eva Green, Freddie Who's Eva Hymore, Green? Ian McKellen. Eva Green was Serafina Pecola. Yeah. yeah. Oh. That was actually the first movie that I saw her in. God, the golden. Oh, that's right. That was her. potential. The second yeah. most disappointing film I've ever seen, based on a book, with the exception of Aragon, which I've literally suppressed to the point of I do not okay. remember that movie. Sarah, guys, I lied to one of my best friends to get out of seeing that Sarah, movie. Like, Aragon. Wow. Sa- no, I Sarah, okay. that's how much I didn't want to see okay, that movie. Sarah, can I be honest? There's like here, here's my own personal shame, guys. I've seen Aragon like three times. What, of what's TV. wrong with you? Okay, okay, but okay, but Sarah, okay, but Sarah comes on, and then I just like it, like. (laughs) And you continue. You didn't change the channel. I don't know. It's so bad you can't look away. It's like someone stun gunned me in the back of the neck. Okay, someone gave me a (laughs) spinal tap while I was watching it. But no, Sarah, like talking about Aragon. You want to talk? You want to talk about repressed memory? I literally forgot that movie existed until you said it. (laughs) <laughs> I literally forgot that movie existed. I love that See, book I think series. The only, I'm sorry. The, the, it gets the really bad, but I love it. The only saving grace mm. was that it did have such a star cast. And I like remember all of these famous people who were in it, but the film itself was forgettable and you know such a disgrace to the great source material from which it comes. Aragon was just bad all around. Aragon was just. I would argue. I don't know. I've. I, I think the. But we don't need to get into debating literature. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I have my my thing with the his dark materials books, but I do like kind of what they try to do. I just yeah. I don't, I don't know. All right, guys, I'm gonna go ahead and move on to the bets for this week. Yes, sorry. So this sorry. was the most ridiculous bet I think I've ever done. I bet last week who would um who who could bet to see how many emails I would get in one week. Oh um, yes. Yeah. 
This was oh, a I weird forgot bet. about this. Yeah. yeah. So did I? Hold on. Did did I? You did not. Last you week? did not. Okay. So no, I know. I and it doesn't really like matter whatever. because even though like she's not on this one, Bobby was like off by one email. Wow. I, I received twelve hundred and one emails this week. Wow. Oh my god. So 1,201 emails. So I'm sorry, Ben. I think you're the next closest, but I'm actually going to reserve this one just for her. I I was about to say I have nothing to talk about. (laughs) I was about to say, like, I I, I can, I, like, literally, like, it came in and, like, looked at the number, and I was like, it's 1,200. It must be wrong. It must be approximate. And then I, like, went in (laughs) to figure out that it wasn't approximate. That's (laughs) I feel you, man. That's It was, no, it was, like, and especially, like, such a direct number. I was like, what? Yeah, okay. Anyways, but I'm gonna just gonna go ahead and close out the podcast and I'm gonna tell you about some of our sponsorship opportunities that you should, our dear listener, should be a part of. So if you like us, you can head on over to Tuscanshed.com. That's Tuscan Shed Media Network. Go check it out. You can Google Tuscan Shed Media Network, it should take you to the correct page. Once there you can check out all our various podcasts, including Save Point Gamecast, where you can listen to me, Ben and Peter talk about video games and all our favorite things going on in the world of video games right now as P as uh, VR. Like prepares to take off. We got new terrible consoles coming out. Yeah, you can hear me complain about that over on the Save Point Gamecast. It's a uh, kind of depressing, <laughs> but it's it's a fun listen. It's a fun listen. It Sorry. is fun, guys. You should. It's, that was a terrible. That was a terrible uh, rep. I'm just saying. <laughs> you can also head on over to Geek Space Nine, where you can listen to Sarah, Peter, and Ben talk about Deep Space Nine as they rewatch the season, um, going through uh, episode by episode. You can watch along with them and enjoy their wonderful scintillating conversation which apparently involves a lot of anime references Some, okay. sometimes occasionally does. sometimes <laughs> and if you haven't had enough of me you can head on over to <laughs> animania where you can listen to me peter ben and sarah talk about anime as well with bobby sorry i almost forgot bobby and <laughs> trevor oh um ben isn't on there ben and trevor flip that sorry you know what don't don't criticize my outro don't criticize it <laughs> You should be lucky that you have somebody to outro for you, Sarah. I'm trying to provide our listeners with accurate information. <laughs> There's nothing accurate about ah. me. <laughs> so, head on over there and you can check out Animania, which is our anime production podcast where you can go and listen to us talk about ongoing seasonal anime. We're coming right up now. We're about to review Shokugeki. And uh, what else are we going to review? RE0. It's going to be amazing. We're going to go on after that to review Mob Psycho 100 and Orange. So, go head on over there and check those out. Also, you can also head on... Oh, God. We have one more podcast. Yeah, Feast for Bros. Um, (laughs) We have a uh, Game of Thrones watch-along series, which is currently on hiatus till Game of Thrones comes back. But you can head on there and check that out. That's all on Tuscan Shed Media Network on TuscanShed.com. Go check that out. And if you want to help us along, which we would really appreciate, head on over to Patreon. You can go look up Tuscan Shed Media Network. Once there, for the price of one cup of coffee a month, that's one cup of coffee, let's be honest, you have like 18 cups of coffee. If you listen to us, you you enjoy rapid-fire sequences and i'm sure you're having a cup of coffee and your hand is shaking while you listen to this so for the price of one cup of coffee a month you could be supporting us having us bring more and more content to you we have several different tiers and you can go and check that out you can submit um, a topic for us to talk about if you become a big spender you can also uh, advertise on the on the uh, tuscan shed media network all our various affiliated podcasts so head on over there to check that out that's tuscanshedmedia.com that's no, tuscanshed.com it's the tuscan shed media network but it's tuscanshed.com Okay, that was confusing. Thank you!